And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. Good morning. Welcome to a Friday. Whoa. Man, I'm telling you. It was bombshell city mm-hmm. yesterday and i mean bombshell city here we department go. of justice is intervening and overstepping when it comes to the investigation of the president's son despite what whistleblowers described as a clear-cut case for tax liability on these payments irs investigators say they found themselves hamstrung internally the testimony we have just released details a lack of U.S. attorney independence, recurring unjustified delays, unusual actions outside the normal course of any investigation, a lack of transparency across the investigation and prosecution teams, and bullying and threats from the defense counsel. This was a campaign of delay, divulge, and deny. Whistleblowers say reoccurring unjustified delays pervaded the investigation, including an authenticating a WhatsApp message in which Hunter Biden demands payment from Chinese officials, noting that his father is in the room. The whistleblowers revealed IRS investigators were told by U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf that because the evidence would be found in the guest house of former Vice President Biden, quote, there is no way, close quotes, a search warrant for evidence would ever get approved. IRS whistleblowers told this committee that crucial information about the investigation was divulged to Hunter Biden's attorneys. For example, even an investigator Investigators had probable cause to search a Northern Virginia storage unit in which Hunter Biden had stored files. Attorneys for Biden were made aware prior to any search, providing them valuable time to remove any materials that could be useful evidence. Few Americans qualify for such soft glove treatment from federal investigators. 
Testimony shows that U.S. Attorney of Delaware David Weiss tried to bring charges in the District of Columbia around March of 2022 and was denied. Weiss sought special counsel status from the DOJ in the spring of 2022 and was once again denied. Weiss sought to bring charges in the Central District of California in the fall of 2022 and had that request denied in January of 2023. Okay, that's uh, Jason Weiss. Here's more from him. Jason Weiss, House uh, and Wayne's uh, House and <laughs> House Ways and Means uh, Chair Jason Smith. Here's more. Not one, but two IRS employees are blowing the whistle with evidence that the federal government is not treating taxpayers equally when enforcing tax laws. The whistleblowers were working on an investigation into Hunter Biden that opened in November of 2018 as an offshoot of a separate corporate investigation by the IRS. Let me emphasize, this was an investigation in the ordinary course of work at the IRS. It was not ordered by any individual, any chairman, or any political entity. The testimony we released today shows the IRS recommended charges against Hunter Biden that included attempt to evade or defeat tax, a felony, fraud or false statements, a felony, and willful failure to file returns, supply information, or pay tax. These tax crimes cover an estimated 2.2 million in unreported tax on global income streams to Mr. Biden and his associates from Ukraine, Romania, and China, totaling 17.3 million from 2014 to 2019. Mr. Biden personally received $8.3 million. Wow. That's changing things a little bit, isn't it? I would say yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, a, a day after the uh, Justice Department announces the uh, the deal. Now, these are two whistleblowers. Uh, you know, we had yesterday, and I don't know, I think it was based on uh, what we heard the day before, Hakeem Jeffries, the House Minority Leader, saying all a bunch of Republican conspiracy theories, which is very, that's, you think about it, if that's the best he has, I mean, that's not that's not good at all. That's almost like Adam Schiff, you know, going on his victory tour yesterday on the on the view. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it really when when you try to break it down at all, you don't really get anywhere uh, uh, with it because none of these are Republican allegations without evidence to back it up. In fact, the allegations only exist. They only exist because the whistleblowers have testified under oath, both from the FBI. This time it's the IRS whistleblowers. Yeah. All right. These aren't the FBI. These aren't the FBI whistleblowers. These are the IRS whistleblowers right. uh, here. These aren't the, the document whistleblowers. These are the IRS. So this is on uh, that investigation of what they uh, wish uh, what they wish to do as investigators. And uh, the amount is interesting because we're, it was a lot less when you talk about the income that they're filing the misdemeanor charges uh, uh, on, I think the the biggest the biggest thing come out of this, which you just go, oh whoa, was uh, as the whistleblower said, we obtained a July thirtieth, twenty seventeen WhatsApp message from Hunter Biden, 
to uh, Henry Zhao, where Hunter Biden wrote, I am sitting here, quote, this, this is a quote from the, the, uh, the WhatsApp message. I am sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of uh, out of hand, and now means tonight. And Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me, which is by Joe Biden, and every person he knows and my ability for, to forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for a call with my father, end of quote, shapely recounted. Wow. We couldn't believe that we saw that, the second whistleblower told the committee. That was more indication that the dad might have been involved. So, they know by what, again, all the evidence here is either in Hunter Biden's words, emails, text messages, WhatsApp messages, U.S. Treasury flagging certain suspicious money transfers, or people under oath that directly worked with Hunter Biden and the whistleblowers who are also under oath. That's the problem, and that's why the first thing I think on the Wall Street Journal editorial yesterday was we're very interested to see how the mainstream media is going to cover this today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's And then when you look at it, uh, they were in a meeting with uh, Assistant U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf. This is September of 2020. And they said, look, communications like this made it clear, uh, the WhatsApp message, that we needed to search the guest house at the Biden's Delaware residence where Hunter Biden stayed for a time. So they go in September of 2020 to a process meeting, the process short for prosecutor. The assistant U.S. attorney, Leslie Wolf, told us, There was more than enough probable cause for the physical search warrant there. But the question was whether the juice was worth the squeeze. She continued that optics were a driving factor in the decision on whether to execute a search warrant. Didn't seem to be one when they went to Mar-a-Lago. She said a lot of evidence in our investigation would be found in the guest house, a former Vice President Biden, but said, there is no way we will get that approved. This is from the, I'm reading from the transcript of the whistleblower, the testimony. So when you look at that and there, that, that you know, again, September uh, 3rd of 2020, you're talking about just a couple of months before the election. And there's no way that's going to happen. Op- no, this is bad for optics. What about for justice? And, and then you had in, in December of 2020 after the election was over where mm-hmm. they wanted to look at where they believe he took 
uh, some of the documents where he was storing right. the documents yep. in one of the other in the other home, I believe it was. And um, and uh, they tipped off Biden's lawyers that they might do that. So Biden's lawyers had time to do something. You're right. not supposed to do that as in the Department of Justice. Right. And so you look at, at this. It was I mean, it was a bad, bad day uh, yesterday for the, uh, the, 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 the Bidens. And now the questions come. How do they answer any question now? Because now you've got, you've got, there's two sets of whistleblowers here. Actually, you're in the, sh- in, earlier in the show, I believe I made of, I don't know if I confused them on the air or in my head, but remember the document of the bribe is from the FBI whistleblowers. Yeah, right. This di- this uh whether it's a document or not, this what's uh, WhatsApp message about the president sitting there next to Hunter Biden while he threatens the Chinese official is in essence we had a commitment you're supposed to pay us you didn't pay us. Now the whole thing is, was that commitment made a few months earlier when he was vice president? Right. Because the commitment would have been made when you're vice president if it's for big dollars because you don't have anything. You wouldn't be doing anything that would have happened in February or March and demanded by July that the money be paid. Well, what are you buying for that? What are you getting for that? Right. And so that's what they're looking at. It was a commitment made while he was vice president. They didn't pay it, and it's like, okay, I'll use my father and everybody he knows to come after you. You take that with the bribe from two different sets of whistleblowers, and that has to be pointed out. The one yesterday was from the IRS whistleblowers. The bribe is from the FBI whistleblowers. You tell me anything in presidential American history that's come close to whistleblowers under oath that are stating this, that you have uh, this type of influence peddling bribes and you have the actual transactions that go to the family. You know that he's already evaded taxes mm-hmm. uh, 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 on it. You have the whistleblowers that are under oath, the paper evidence that exists, with the, and they say they're getting more paper evidence, and the people that work directly with, a few people that work directly with Hunter Biden that have already been under oath with the FBI agents. So anything that they've done, any testimony they've given is under the understanding that if you're not telling the truth, you can go to jail. Right. You t- And so how is, is the left going to continue to ignore this? Do they pretend it doesn't exist? As every day, Corrine Jean-Pierre now this is going to be thrown. Did the president, did Hunter Biden with the president right there attempt to intimidate Chinese officials to get money from them? And what about the bribe? Because there are two separate incidents. Well, and you mentioned the the thing that happened in December about the tip off, uh, because this also from the transcript uh, the night before December 7th, 2020, I was informed that FBI headquarters. This is from this is the one of the whistleblowers here. Uh, and the information that was divulged yesterday, I was informed that FBI headquarters had notified Secret Service headquarters and the transition team about the planned actions the following day. 
This essentially tipped off a group of people very close to President Biden and Hunter Biden. At that time, he would have been president-elect Biden, I guess, and gave this group an opportunity to obstruct the approach on the witnesses. Then you got to bring into it the documents thing. Yeah, you're right, because that's what Comer, I, I thought about that too, Comer saying that they believe that one of the documents on Ukraine, the classified documents at the House, that the Department of Justice would not let the IRS agents go into that Comer believes that one of the documents was a classified document that may have been involved in the whole influence peddling. I mean, this is just not going good. And there's a point where you have to ask yourself, when will the Democrats forget about the media? Cause you can't hide this from the public. The public knows what's going on. The, right. poll, the polling shows it doesn't matter whether it be interesting. It's interesting to see how they're going to cover it today but when did they finally bail and say, look, we're going to look like idiots that we've been protecting somebody who possibly is a criminal at this point, a presidential candidate. We've been behind him 100 percent. Will our audience, will the Democrats in Congress, will they say it's OK if our guy took a bribe? Right. Will they go that far or will they say it's time to bail on? him? Well, after this, by the way, after this happened in December, uh, the 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 whistleblower here is, is saying, well, we we basically felt dejected, and then we were told through the Secret Service that Hunter's attorneys would would be reaching out to us. We received a telephone call later that morning. This would be December eighth of twenty twenty from Hunter Biden's attorneys, who said uh, one of his attorneys, who said he would accept service for any document requests, but we couldn't talk to his client. The public news of our investigation hit the press the next day. They were throwing cover. Mm -hmm. Wow. 86690-RED-EYE. Applause from dignitaries and participants of this week's ribbon-cutting ceremony of the new Earth Information Center. The National Aeronautics and Space Administration oversees operations of the facility. And NASA Administrator Bill Nelson says with several satellites collecting various climate data about our planet. The data ought to be more understandable. It ought to be more accessible. It ought to be more usable for everyone everywhere such as the real-time facility at NASA headquarters, and virtually through a website at gis.earthdata, all one word, .nasa.gov. Federal partners in this endeavor include the Agriculture Department, represented at the event by Agricultural Research Service Deputy Administrator Marlon Eve. We have a long history of partnering with NASA, of working with NASA data. In areas such as drought monitoring and land cover assessments. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest at a great price. Book online at motel6.com 
and use the code CPRUDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPRUDEYE. That's the letter CPRUDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. You know, the some of the other things uh, that is in there is uh, more from the whistleblowers about uh, things that uh, Hunter Biden illegally tried to do, which will make mm-hmm. the deal. You know, he he was trying to deduct visits to prostitutes. Yeah, he's actually trying to deduct that as a business expense, entertainment. But you when when you see when you see all of that, all the things that he was trying to do, you say, well, no, then this was a calculation to cheat. Yeah. And and that's the thing when you see those things. But we'll talk about the the other stuff involved in this, because, man, I'm telling you yesterday. I keep wondering when the Democratic Party is going to say, "Okay, we've had enough. We need to move on to somebody else. I'm waiting for that because this is as bad as it can be. Yeah. And it seems to be getting worse. to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Yeah, here's the part I wanted to find out because this was on the June 1st uh, interview with a, uh, a whistleblower. I don't know if this is the, the same whistleblower that's whistleblower number two here, but uh, they don't say in the article here, this is the New York Post, in a June 1st interview with a House and Ways and Means Committee, one whistleblower, an unnamed IRS criminal investigator, detailed how Hunter went to great lengths to underreport his income and avoid paying $106,000 in taxes, including by writing off his sex uh, escapades as business expenses. Quote from the testimony. So some of the items that he deducted were personal no-show employees. He deducted payments that were made uh, to who he called his West Coast assistant, but she was essentially a prostitute. The whistleblower who worked on the agency's investigation into the alleged tax fraud perpetuated by President Biden's son on his 2018 return alleged in his testimony. 
another whistleblower, this is Gary Shapley, so maybe it is the same anonymous one, told the committee on May 26 that he found several instances of Hunter improperly expensing flights for prostitutes. There were multiple examples of prostitutes that were uh, ordered, uh, ordered basically, and we all have the communications between uh, that where he would pay for these prostitutes would book them a flight where even the flight ticket showed their name, and then he expensed those. Wow. So I guess my point is when you see all these things building up, what? how does the public change when it comes to, okay, there's one rule for you and one rule for everybody else? And after these, I asked this question yesterday before we knew that these whistleblowers came out, and we asked the question, can a federal judge refuse a plea bargain? The answer is yes, according to find a law. Hmm. Uh, yeah, they have the majority, they, both state and federal judges have the authority to reject plea deals. Most plea deals, though, are approved by the courts. But if you get to the point of having these whistleblowers who talk about the fact that we wanted to file felonies, here's the things that happen. The Justice Department is, does that make a judge rethink? Because this is so unusual. I mean, I understand most cases aren't like, aren't anything like this at all. I'm just throwing that out. I could be completely off base. We'll see. Just a, it's a question, not a not a statement. And I I'm not even prepared to say the judge should do it because I don't know the authority of the judge in this particular case. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying if a judge can do it, and you look at it, and you one of the reasons is you believe the judge believes that the plea is way too lenient. That the prosecutors are letting, you know, the criminal off. Now, how many times do you have a case where a judge is looking at a plea deal? Remember, this is going to be pounding in the press for the next month. I think it's, what, August 11th or something? I forgot when when the first court date is to discuss the plea deal. But if the judge says, wait a minute, all the investigators wanted to file felonies and you didn't. And now we find that a lot of this could be, you know, the whistleblowers are saying are involved in influence peddling. And, you know, illegal influence and and bribes and all this. Can a judge sit there and say, we need to start over again on this? I don't I don't know. I just throw out the plea deal. I I would think that would be unprecedented because all of that, everything else that's left on the table still has to be proven in court. And so for a judge to say, you know, we need to throw all this out and wait until everybody, everything else is done. Yeah, that's not going to happen. That's yeah, not going to happen. So yeah. it would be it would be more it would more likely be on the charges at hand. And say, well, well wait a minute, look, for this kind of a charge like a gun, the gun charges. I don't know that. I mean, if he were if a judge were going to intervene on the deal and say, you know, I don't like this deal. It would likely be because uh, he believes that it is too sweet of a deal because the defendant did not give up anything, did not offer anything to the state, to the government, in exchange for this deal. Why the deal? Because of who he is? Now, now here's here's this here. This, the, uh, this comes from 
Uh, let me just I'll, I'll, I'll read this off here because I forgot where. Let me just see here. Um, in addition, okay. In addition, the plea deal prevents Joe Biden from claiming his son was innocent, and the administration will have fewer excuses to stonewall Congress hmm. in an in an alleged uh, cover up about the alleged cover up in the Department of Justice. The silver lining about the Biden Justice Department sweetheart deal with Hunter and cover up for Joe is that they can no longer deny the Biden family corruption and no longer stonewall Congress from doing its critical job of determining whether a sitting president uh, of the United States is compromised by foreign bribery or other corruption, said Mike Davis, of for- founder and president of the pro-Trump Article 3 project and former chief counsel for nominations to the Senate Judiciary Committee, Chuck Grassley. Hunter cannot claim the Fifth Amendment, the right not to self-incriminate, if he's already admitted his guilt. Congress must subpoena Hunter's records and testimony. His own lawyer is saying this deal shields him from any further legal liability, and that creates reasonable basis to say his liability is over, said Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz. Uh, He may still uh, try to claim that he has some unknown peril, but it creates a situation where he can be forced to testify. Uh, Ron Johnson, co-author of the 2020 Senate report on the Bidens, told Breitbart News that legal analysis was likely correct, though he fears the plea deal could seal records. Moreover, Johnson noted that Weiss stated Tuesday that his investigation remains ongoing. I want to find the other part that I found here. Okay, here it is. Uh, uh, I think it's essentially over, said Breitbart News senior contributor and Government Accountability Institute uh, President Peter Schweitzer. Usually when you get a sweetheart deal like this, part of that agreement is that you as a defendant agree to cooperate with the prosecution in other cases. Mm. The conclusion of the investigation might create new problems for Joe Biden. Legal experts told Breitbart News that Hunter Biden could be compelled to testify before the House Oversight Committee without the right to invoke the Fifth Amendment. Oh, now we've got a whole new landscape. And that could be one of the questions. I mean, because, again, as a judge, I would ask, well, wait a minute. This is a deal. A deal for what? What in ex- we know what you're giving him in exchange for what? What is he offering? What is he bound to do by this deal? But if it's he has to be available. Oh. Well, I I I don't look, I don't expect Hunter Biden is going to show up and testify and throw his father under the proverbial bus that's not going to happen but i do want to know what what the prosecution is saying what the prosecutors are saying is the deal is the agreement and what 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 he is bound by this if he's bound by this agreement what is he bound to do let me ask you this if you do a plea deal can't the prosecution require that you admit what wrongdoing you did they don't have yeah, it to. it depends on the nature of the deal, but yeah, they, they can. Don't, they don't have to, but will they? Yeah, I mean, 
You, I, ha- you have to admit what you did, mm-hmm. not just here. We're charging right. with these crimes, mm-hmm. but we want you to state what you actually did in full. Mm. Things that would be covered outside of these crimes, that, but the problem is there. If you did that, then you, <laughs> if, if the judge says, well, you did all that, well, I'm throwing the plea deal out, you've just confessed. <laughs> Yeah. You may be confessing right. to a felony. Yeah, no, it would be, I mean, at the yeah. most, I'm sure Hunter's lawyers wouldn't have agreed to anything that requires him to say anything more than, I'm guilty of these charges right. before me today. Yeah. But that would be the one thing, if it's over, then there's nothing to keep him testifying. He can't take the fifth. Right. Now, here's the point. Why would the prosecution, because the lawyers are claiming the prosecution isn't, lawyers are claiming he can't be charged with anything else outside of these crimes. They're implying he can't, even if he's found guilty of other things. You mean they can't get him for influence peddling, illegal influence peddling, or bribery? He's completely immune from all other crimes if he pleads guilty to a misdemeanor? That question has not been answered by the Department of Justice yet. The lawyers were implying that. Hmm. Yeah, that goes far beyond a sweetheart deal. That's a cover-up. Yeah. Yeah, just looking to see where they have. uh... Because if they're saying that, okay, if, if, well, he can testify now, uh, But he would be immune to charges. You'd be immune to charges, yeah, okay. That Further charges. It. Right. Well. Okay, but, well, you do that because you don't want him. You want the big guy. Again. You, what you're saying is we'll that do this. Scenario but you, requires, but you, yeah, that scenario requires him to right. turn, to flip on his father. I don't see that happening. But if you you are compelled to testify before the House Oversight Committee without the right to invoke the Fifth Amendment because you've already been convicted and given or you've had the plea deal and you have immunity. Mm -hmm. Then you have to tell them what happened. At that point. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That would be interesting to see that. Yeah. I I don't expect him to show up and, again, spill the beans on his dad in any scenario. I just don't. It's not going to happen. But I do wonder about the the nature of this deal and the details of this deal as to what the actual agreement says. And anything that he must be, he, he must fulfill as a part of that agreement. That's the question. Look, it's a sweetheart deal, but is it is it even more than a sweetheart deal? Is it a cover-up altogether? I would not be shocked at all. I'm sorry. I, I keep thinking it's July. It's only June, Gary, because mm-hmm. I was saying August is first court date. July 26th. Okay. Yeah. So over a month from now mm-hmm. of the pounding by Republicans – 
and more whistleblower updates with already extremely, you know, damning under oath whistleblower testimony. Yeah. Well, and the pressure is going to be on the Department of Justice. The pressure is going to be on the FBI. I'm thinking one of the court dates for Trump, I think, is in August. That's yeah, August 14th. Okay, that's what I was saying. Preliminary uh, court okay. date, okay. which will likely be changed. Yes. Because his yeah. his attorneys are bound to, I'm sure, will be asking for a delay. 866-90-RED-EYE. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. Just reading here this headline. Hmm. Tennis great Martina Navratilova gives a four-word reaction to Riley Gaines exchange with the uh, radical uh, pro-transgender activist at, uh, at hearing. And uh, this is when uh, Kelly Robinson, the head of the uh, pro, uh, radical pro-transgender activist movement uh, group, stated that that, you know, there were men that said that they could beat uh, the Williams sisters in mm-hmm. tennis, but nobody ever could. Right. It's like, well, actually, they said they had said nobody could beat nobody in the, uh, uh, you know, anybody past 200, 200 or below mm-hmm. or 200 or above they could beat. Mm-hmm. So they found that the 203rd ranked guy went mm-hmm. and beat both of them. This right. this goes back a few years. Right. And she, she didn't know that. And. Riley Gaines did and just blasted her with it, blasted her. Martina Navratilova wrote uh, in Twitter, this is just sad. Oh, and it's beyond sad. Just sad. It really is. Yeah. It really is because, you know, they, they talk like children. If you listen to how she talked, mm-hmm. she talked like a child. And she could not, I mean, it was like arguing with an adolescent. It was. And that's how they behave. And they think they're winning, but they're not. is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? (laughs) You pay me more. Jeff Smith teaches on the sliding scale. (laughs) Those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.